Hey everyone, it's Valerie. Today's show, as you know, with my new theme for 2020 is Eat, Read, Create. So today I'm going to talk about a book that I recently produced for Audible called Chakras for Beginners, and it's by Crystal Gland. This production avenue is something I've been working towards for several months, and I'm quite excited to have been accepted into this world of voice reading and narrating and production. So I hope you're interested in learning a bit about the books that I've read, which are mostly self-help and just different topics. Like I never even knew about chakras at all. And then when the writer approached me about reading his book, it's super intriguing. So today I'll share with you this newest book called Chakras for Beginners, The Ultimate Guide to Balancing and Healing Your Chakras, Guided Mindfulness Meditation to Open Your Third Eye, and Radiate Positive Energy Through Reiki Teachings, Vagus Nerve. This is a Valerie Moss original podcast. Welcome back to Valerie's Variety Podcast with your host, me, Valerie Moss. This show is about eating, reading, and creating. How these three things influence us every day and the people that make this happen. Isn't it you or me or our friends? So Chakras for Beginners is all about balancing your seven chakras. And chakras, Lola, if I can say the word, it's so interesting about breathing into your core chakras and clearing these so you can function openly in your mind and body. These are the chakra areas. There are seven. Do you know what a chakra is? It's spelled C-H-A-K-R-A. And chakras are the circular vortexes of energy that are placed in seven different positions on the spinal column. And all the seven chakras are connected to the various organs and glands within the body. These chakras are responsible for disturbing the life energy, which is also known as ki or prana. So I think I kind of gave you a little bit of a background on this ACX platform. They're the marketplace where authors, literary agents, publishers, and other rights holders can connect with narrators, engineers, recording studios, and producers like myself, capable of producing a finished audiobook. The result? More audiobooks will be made, especially at this time of year, When people need side hustles or have written a manuscript that they want to now take the time to complete. What happens is, is the rights holder, so it could be their actual writer or it could be a publisher. They reach out to you and say, I'd like you to produce this book for me. And... Usually the books that I've read to date are about three hours long, three to four hours long. Um, They kind of want you to expedite that, but once you kind of get into the spoken world, you can only actually talk or read 
for like about a couple hours at a time at the very most. You can't produce a book in a couple of days because you need you need about three times the amount of hours to read and then edit and produce the book. So for example, if a book is three hours long, you need about nine hours to do the work. So just kind of think about that. You can't do it all in one day. You need time to rest your voice in between. You need time to edit and then you need a life around it. When you talk about producing a finished three-hour book, you need about five to 10 days to really get something like that done, in my opinion. And the book types that I have been kind of interested in are the self-help ones, mostly guides and kind of like reflection books. Cookbooks, eating disorders, um, narcissistic personalities, Wicca chakras. There's so many self-help books out there. So today I am focusing on chakras, chakras for beginners. The author heard some of my samples, love my voice, my soothing, relaxing voice. And one thing about this book, unlike the Wicca one I shared previously, this was challenging, but in a really interesting way because of the way so many words in Buddhism and meditation are pronounced, which I didn't even have a clue. So there was a lot of bloopers in this um, recording. But just to kind of give you an idea, I have a bit of a map that I borrowed from One Tribe Apparel because I loved the color of the map and they have like a little bit of a description of each of the seven chakras. So I'm just going to go through each of them with you and so you kind of have an idea of what the chakra does, the the purpose of it, and then kind of where it's positioned on your body. If we start from the root chakra, and that's where you would mostly start for meditation from what I understand from reading these books. So the root chakra is at the base of the spine. It's kind of in the tailbone area. And it's called the malatara. And it is focusing on career, money mindset, and sense of belonging. So the root chakra represents our foundation and feelings of being grounded. If you have emotional issues, survival issues such as financial dependence, money and food, It has a physical association, so spine, rectum, legs, arms, circulatory system. That is all at the base of your spine. That is your root chakra. It represents our foundation and our feeling of being grounded. Next one up is called the sacral chakra. And everyone has heard of the sacral area in your body. And this one is pronounced... Swadhisthana, sexuality and pleasure. And the sacral chakra is our connection and ability to accept others and new experiences. The location of it is in your lower abdomen, about two inches below the navel and two inches in. If you have emotional issues, sense of abundance, well-being, pleasure, and sexuality... 
The physical association is reproductive organs, kidneys, bowels, and immune system. So if you suffer from like stomach aches or um, any kind of IBS or really struggle with your immune system, like you might want to focus on the sacral chakra and see if you can really breathe into that area. And in this first chapter of the book, which I'm going to share with you at the end of um, our discussion, so you can kind of get a sense of what the chakras are and how valuable they are for really specific things. Okay, so next up is the solar plexus chakra, and it's called the Manipura, personal power and ability to channel. So the solar plexus chakra is our ability to be confident and in control of our lives. The location is the upper abdomen, kind of in the stomach area. Emotional issues, self-worth, self-confidence, self-esteem. I'm moving my hands here, even though you guys can't see them. And then the physical association is central nervous system, pancreas, liver, digestive tract, and skin. So it's kind of interesting how you can have one central area of your body that really helps so many physical associations within your body as a whole. So that was the third one. So next up is the fourth one. And I should have kind of showed you the colors. I'll go through those at the end. But the fourth one is the heart chakra, Anahata, love, relationships, and self-acceptance. We all kind of struggle with self-doubt once in a while, you know, especially during these COVID times. So the heart chakra is our ability to love, not only outside people, but inside, inside your own, your own mind, your own body. The location is the center of the chest, just above the heart. Emotional issues like love, joy, and inner peace, being content. And the physical associations are heart, your thymus, your lower lungs, secure, uh, circulatory system, and immune system. Kind of a really... Um, uh, self-explanatory on those ones. So that's the fourth one. The next one up is the throat chakra, Vijuda. And this one is about self-expression. Sometimes we need to listen more than we should talk. And the throat chakra is about our ability to communicate, not only vocally, but to hear what people are saying back to you as well. The location is in the throat. Emotional issues are communication, self-expression of feelings, being truthful. And physical associations are thyroid, respiratory system, teeth, and vocal cords. We all need all those things to have a conversation, whether it's with ourselves or whether it's with your child or your spouse or, you know, work, workmates. So that's the throat chakra. The next one up is third eye chakra. Some of you might have heard about third eye. Uh, another word for it is ajna, intuition, sense of purpose, and direction in life. The third eye chakra is our ability to focus on and see the big picture. It's located on the forehead between the eyes, also called the brow chakra. 
in you know Buddhism religion, we always see like a little uh, little dot of color there. That's their third eye. Location, uh, we talked about emotional issues. So intuition, imagination, man, you know, when we get older, we sure lose our sense of imagination. Wisdom, we gain wisdom as we get older. And the ability to think and make decisions. So being sure of your thought process and make decisions based on that instead of always second guessing yourself. So that's the area. The physical associations are pituitary gland, eyes, and sinuses. So really important for you to see clearly, really get good drainage in your pituitary glands, which is also mood and sinuses. And then the last one is your crown chakra. And this one is pronounced sahasraha, connection to the divine. So your crown chakra is the highest chakra represented represents our ability to fully connect spiritually. And spiritually doesn't need to be God. It can be nature. It can be a higher being. Just we need to know that somebody else out there has influence on us, whether it's how we take care of the earth, how we take care of our homes. That's how I believe in that. The location is the very top of the head, the crown. Emotional issues are inner and outer beauty, and our connection to spirituality, and being in pure bliss. So really being content, okay with things, on the slightly happier side. I always say to London, be positive. I don't want to hear complaining. Look at the bright side. Physical associations are the pineal gland, brain, and nervous system, obviously, in that area. So those are the seven chakras. So if we start at our root chakra and work our way up, they are all color-coded. Root chakra is red. Sacral chakra is kind of a reddish-orange. Solar plexus chakra is yellow. Heart chakra is green. Throat chakra is blue. Third eye chakra is purple. And crown chakra is kind of like a magenta purple-pink color. So once I got into this book, I had to do a lot of research on like how to pronounce pronounce so many of these words. So I'm going to give you just the table of contents, and then we'll go into here the introduction or a chapter. So chapter one is the root chakra, Maladhara. Chapter two is sacral chakra, Savastana. Chapter 3, Solar Plexus Chakra, Manipura. Chapter 4 is Heart Chakra, Anahata. Chapter 5, Throat Chakra, Vijadua. Chapter 6, Third Eye Chakra, Ajna. Chapter 7, Crown Chakra, Sahasraha. Chapter 8, Chakra Meditation, which I loved, taught you all about breathing into the different chakra areas. Chapter 9 is Reiki Chakra. Chapter 10, Everyday Uses of Chakra Crystals, which was really interesting. Chapter 11 is Guided Meditation, How to Meditate Correctly, and you can do this anywhere. So it was very valuable. Chapter 12, Mindfulness and Positivity. Now, mindfulness is becoming more and more apparent 
And what's interesting about mindfulness is it's about being in the moment. We're so distracted today with our phones and our social media and our connection to everything. Mindfulness is really being in the moment, focusing on exactly what you're doing in the moment. Right now, I'm listening to the dog barking outside, which I shouldn't be, but I'm really focusing on what I want to share with you today. I have a nice cup of coffee, being mindful of the time, my voice, just really being connected to the moment. When I was conversing with the author, I offered to have them on the show, but they chose to decline. Now, one thing about ACX and working with rights holders is they're not always the author of the book. And the author of the book isn't always a real person. They're pen names. And a lot of authors do this. Like you've heard people write um, under a ghost name or pen name like Stephen King writes books under another name. It, I didn't think it was as common as it is, but it's very common. Take a listen to the intro of this book. And on my website, there's a link to the book if you want to download it and, and have a listen and leave me a review. I would love that. And let me know what you think. It's kind of an interesting world and one that we need to be a little bit more aware of now going through the coronavirus. So enjoy this section of the book and thanks for listening today. And if it wasn't for all of you, I wouldn't have had the courage to pursue the audible audiobook world and become a narrator. So thank you. And let me know if you have any feedback on my book and we'll talk to you next Tuesday or a Tuesday to come. Take care. Introduction. What are chakras? There is more to this world than what meets the eye, more to life, health, and happiness. For the vast majority of human history, people understood that they lived in a dualistic world. There was the world of matter that they could see with their eyes, touch with their hands, and taste with their tongues. But they also understood that there was something beyond the physical world, a realm that they could feel in the deepest parts of their being. It was an area that was outside the world of normal experience, and yet somehow more real at times than the world of the seven senses. This world beyond the physical is known as the world of energy or spirits. It's not some parallel universe that is disconnected from physical reality, but more like another layer of reality that sits on top of the world we see and interacts with it in some very important ways. The chakras are the points where the physical and spiritual worlds come together. They connect your spiritual body to your physical body, and they connect your spiritual energies with the energies of the universe surrounding you. The chakra word comes from Sanskrit, one of the world's most ancient and influential languages. The exact root word is kakra, 
which means wheel, quote, chakra. Anyone who has studied Buddhism will recognize the wheel as a symbol for the eternal flow of life's energy. So, it makes sense that the word would evolve into a term for the, quote, spiritual organs that facilitate the flow of energy between ourselves and the universe around us. I know that while some of you will accept these explanations, I also understand that others will be more skeptical. We live in an age of materialism, where people are taught that matter is all there is, and that we can't believe what we don't see with our eyes. But if you study the cutting edge of science, you will see that it shares more in common with the spiritual world view than any skeptic would guess. Quantum physics teaches us that there is no barrier between matter and energy, Strassler. Stephen Hawking believed that black holes might be used to travel between parallel dimensions, Griffin, and studies have shown that the vast majority of the matter in the universe is completely unknown to human science, Verland. This dark matter is the ultimate warning sign for anyone who might believe that physical science alone could ever explain all that exists. How do chakras operate? Energy is constantly moving. It constantly flows into our bodies, out of our bodies, and within our bodies. This flow of energy is the essence of life. But while energy is essential to life, not all energies are healthy. Some energy is toxic. Sometimes we generate toxic energies ourselves. And sometimes it enters into us from the outside world. In either case, the chakras don't just act as gates through which energy flows. They also help to clean the energies that pass through us. Healthy and clear chakras limit the flow of the negative toxic and destructive energies, while maximizing the flow of positive, healthy, and constructive energies. You can compare chakras to certain organs in the physical body. Think of how the liver filters out poisonous materials so that they don't spread through our body and destroy us. It offers a basic level of protection, but its abilities can be overpowered if it is underwhelmed or allowed to deteriorate. The same thing goes for chakras. If you take in negative energies faster than your chakras can deal with them, then serious issues can arise. Your spiritual energies will be thrown out of balance, leading to a range of emotional, spiritual, and even physical risks. It is important to understand that chakras are as important to your well-being as organs like your lungs or liver. But while most people know the basic things that they need to do to take care of their physical body, they allow their spiritual being to decay. This may be a reason why so many modern individuals feel spiritually unfulfilled, despite the fact that there has never been a greater level of material wealth. Why are chakras important? To understand the importance of chakras, we must reiterate the fact that life exists on two dimensions, the physical and the spiritual. 
The chakras act as gateways between our physical and spiritual bodies. They connect the matter we see with our eyes to the energy that we feel inside. Just as our physical bodies are impacted by the physical environment around us, our spiritual selves are impacted by the energies that surround us. Since our chakras are the gateway between the spiritual and the physical, they are especially susceptible to negative influences that might come from outside of us or from within us. Once you understand the duality of nature, you can appreciate the fact that spiritual health is just as critical as physical health. If you only take care of your physical body but ignore your spiritual health, then you are leaving yourself open to all sorts of issues. It's like someone who looks in the mirror and assumes they are healthy because they see no sign of illness. We now understand that some of the deadliest diseases can develop out of sight, out of the naked eye. Just imagine the spiritual rot that can occur if someone never takes care of the basic life energies that sustain them. Benefits of Chakra Healing If you have a physical problem, you should see a trained medical professional. They will help you look for signs of physical illness and instruct you on how to take care of your physical body. Nothing in this book is meant to suggest that doctors and medicine are to be avoided. The point is that there are different kinds of healing. The world is filled with people who seem to take perfect care of their bodies, but experience all sorts of emotional and spiritual troubles. The personal traumas of top athletes who have dedicated their lives to their bodies is proof that there must be more to living a full and complete life. Chakra healing addresses many concerns that modern society doesn't address. In a world that can be sickingly materialistic, chakra healing calls for us to look beyond the trappings of the physical realm. Also, while chakra healing is mainly concerned with addressing spiritual concerns, that doesn't mean that it can't impact our physical health. Science has shown that there is a connection between the way we think and the way we feel. If you understand that the mental realm is a world of energy, intimately connected with our spirit, then you can see how improving your spiritual health might improve your physical health. Clearing your chakras creates a more positive flow of energy. That energy flow leads to positive thinking patterns. The body reacts to that positive thinking with increased energy and vitality. Spiritual healing is no replacement for normal medical treatment, but countless people across the globe have found that they can live happier and healthier lives through a combination of spiritual and physical health treatments. In this book, we will look at the seven main chakras that every human being possesses. We will learn what each chakra does signs to look out for when issues with a chakra might arise. 
and steps that you can take to clear each chakra and restore balance. Please understand that this book is designed to provide a basic understanding of these matters. The study of spiritual health can be every bit as involved and in-depth as the study of physical health. But everyone has to start somewhere, and once you're equipped with the information within these pages, you will be better prepared than most people to deal with the spiritual struggles that can happen to any one of us. Follow me on Instagram and join my Facebook group, Valerie's Variety Pod. Instagram, I'm at Valerie J. Moss. You can follow me on my website at ValerieMoss.ca. Email or text me also to my email address, Valerie at ValerieMoss.ca and share your goals for 2020 with me. I also have new show music, which I love. It's called Girl, and it's by Text Me Records, Leviathan. Intro is recorded by London Moss, and the cover in production is by me, Valerie Moss. Thanks for listening. Eat, read.